0: Send out your light and your truth, that they may lead me, and bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Hello, beloveds! welcome to the midweek meditation podcast a place for you to find grounding and rootedness in jesus christ for your week and a place for us to explore a mystic reflect and add a spiritual practice to our toolbox did you ever have something happen to you that you cannot explain by definition you may have had a mystical experience often the mystical experience contains one or more of the following elements it has an ineffable quality which is a fancy way of saying something you can't describe something you can't explain with words something it's something that happens to you outside of yourself um in other words something that you didn't cause on your own it's something that you might have knowledge after you experience that you didn't study from something that you hadn't known before and you might have had a sense of oneness or unity with others or with god it's kind of interesting isn't it because if as scripture says god surpasses all that our minds can fathom or understand and that we can't really know god except through christ then a mystical experience is a kind of an intimacy or glimpse into the holy. It's something that exhausts and transcends the power of language. It is this weird glimpse into that unknowability of God. Oh, and often they happen to us when we're alone, in solitude, or asleep, or when we're experiencing something like beauty of the earth or nature. Isn't that interesting that right now we're all in a kind of relative isolation from each other? And I wonder if glimpsing into the lives of these mystics isn't an invitation or an opportunity to think about how we might work on ourselves and come away from this experience of social and physical distancing with a deeper intimacy or unity with God, that we might know the heart of God a little deeper, the one who loves us, the one who loves us more than anyone else in the world, the one who calls us beloved. I want to introduce you to a mystic named Julian of Norwich. She had a mystical experience, and that led her to write prolifically and be sought out by theologians and priests and learned people of the time, and they came to her. She was an anchoress. That is, she was someone who lived in a little stone hut that was attached to the side of a church and it was quite literally anchored to the side of the church, and that's where they get that name. But she prayed constantly. She she wrote prolifically. She would take the Eucharist daily through uh, a little opening in the wall that led into the sanctuary that the, when the daily mass was offered, they would pass it through this hole to Julian. And she before ha- before she had this mystical experience she prayed that god would grant her three prayers one to experience the sufferings of christ at the passion so to to fe- to experience physical suffering um, she wanted to experience that kind of sickness in her body and three she wanted to receive the wounds of christ not the stigmata you know and the piercing in the side but she wanted to receive what she called um, the three wounds of Christ as contrition of heart, compassion for all, and the wound of willful longing for God. In other words, like desire. She really wanted to, above all else, desire God. And those prayers were granted. She became deathly ill. She was on death's door. The, In fact, the, the local priest came and offered last rites. And for six days, she suffered and she lay in bed. And on the seventh day, she experienced what she called revelations of divine love. And she wrote down these 16, she called them showings of that that God was showing her some truth. And so she wrote them down and they are incredible. But first we're going to Read a reading from Hebrews 10, 19 through 25. Therefore, my friends, since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us approach with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who has promised is faithful. And let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds. Not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. I love this reading in Hebrews, and it's a kind of a pivotal passage in Hebrews, and it's one of the more famous ones. And I love the line, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who has promised is faithful. In other words, God does not stop loving us and being faithful to God's promises to us that we are the ones who are are kind of fickle and go back and forth but this passage is saying hold fast and it's interesting that that the term hold fast means a kind of a nautical term where either you stay the course you keep the ship going in the same direction but it can also mean like drop the anchor be rooted be grounded to this place or this idea isn't that interesting to be anchored like julian was anchored like an anchoress who she was attached to the side of a church there was that much devotion and commitment let us hold fast so for julian and in chapter 5 she writes it was at this time that our lord showed me spiritually how intimately he loves us. I saw that he is everything that we know to be good and helpful. In his love, he closes around us and folds us and embraces us. That tender love completely surrounds us, never to leave us. As I saw it, he is everything that is good. She says, we have got to realize the littleness of creation and to see it for the nothing that it is before we can love and possess God who is uncreated. Our spiritual practice for this week is finding gratitude in the littleness of God's creation. What does that mean? It means let's find gratitude in the small and mundane things around us. Julian knew this all too well. And this was part of the revelation that she was shown of God. If God can love something so small and so tiny as a hazelnut, then surely God loves us equally as much, if not more. And it's especially important because Julian was writing during a time of plague. She lived... In a time of, of plague throughout Europe. And people around her were suffering and dying to a much greater extent than we're experiencing with the current pandemic and with COVID-19. And she says, look at the littleness of creation. That we need to refocus ourselves and we need to be, she says, we need to find gratitude In the littleness of creation. So for me, it's stepping over Legos and being grateful for my daughter's imagination. Instead of getting angry, instead of reacting, let's respond. For me, it's being amidst laundry and laundry that comes from living in a house with three other people And getting feeling like we could get trapped in that, but instead being thankful for water, for power, for soap, and for the blessing of clean clothes. It's being grateful and noticing the littleness that is technology of a Zoom call. It's being grateful for that technology that didn't really even exist 10 years ago, that We're in the midst of this pandemic, but we have this thing that can create, that can connect us and help us co-create with one another, that it can keep life and work moving, that we can still see faces amidst physical distancing. It's gratefulness for family meals. I don't know about you, but my dinner table is not exactly a peaceful place. It's filled with a seven-year-old and a three-year-old who like to sing at the top of their lungs, who get easily distracted like a dog who sees a squirrel outside. They take forever to eat. I mean, usually Samantha and I are done... With like 30 minutes to spare and we have to set a timer for the girls to finish their food. I mean, they are like sloths eating. It's slothful pace. But I could get, we could get really frustrated and sometimes we do. And I could get angry and I could, I could react. But Julian and this practice of gratitude says, instead of reacting like you normally would, maybe respond. And gratefulness is the entryway and the doorway into that response. Maybe we just need to reframe our focus. How beautiful is it that we are gathered around a common table? How beautiful is it that we have an opportunity to have food on the table? How how wonderful is it that we all get to sit here and enjoy each other's company? And y'all, this is, this is our new communion for a while. This is our agape meal for the foreseeable future. And if we can recognize some gratitude in those things, then we're able to say, Jesus is here, present, with me. And if it's something like having gratitude around a table, then it is, as it says in the gospel, when... The disciples are walking along the road to Emmaus and they get to the house in Emmaus and Jesus breaks bread and they realize that it's Jesus. And we say in our service of Eucharist, be known to us, Lord Jesus, in the breaking of the bread. I would invite you to reflect this week. Pull out your journal. Take a moment. Think about what it is that we can be grateful for amidst this crisis. And the amazing thing is, it might lead us to have a moment, an aha understanding, some deeper knowledge of just how much God loves us. Maybe it won't cause us to have a mystical experience, but it might bring us into a deeper engagement with those who have not. It might bring us And move us to action to doing something and though it feels like it's really hard to know what to do in this time that gratitude can inspire us to say well maybe I don't need this but maybe someone else does and maybe that can move us we'll close with this prayer let us pray Lord God In your compassion, you granted to the Lady Julian many revelations of your nurturing and sustaining love. Move our hearts, like hers, to seek you above all things, for in giving us yourself, you give us all. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Well, that's it for this week's meditation. Grace and peace to you, friends, and hope to see you soon, whether on Zoom or physically. Um, Thank you for tuning in and go with this blessing. May God, the Creator, bless you May God the Son walk with you. May God the Spirit lead your lives with love.